The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle at a total combined weight of 471 pounds, Casey Cage, Chad Jackson, Riker, Lale. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey Cage. And I'm Chad Lale. So how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm I'm sitting in Tampa in a in a hotel room where the air conditioner I think is broke, or I just drunk a bunch of coffee. Bro, uh, getting ready for uh, you know TV tomorrow night. So, but all is well, brother. Had a really good, really good church service this morning, man. My preacher's doing a sermon series in um, June here on the fear of God, and um, he is not holding back. I yeah. love it. I, I'm going to have to go back and and watch that whole thing. Um, uh, today at around 12, I got on there. I had got a notification earlier cause I downloaded your, your church app and I'd got the notification that they were going live and, uh, didn't get to it right at that moment. But around 12, I I clicked on it and it was toward the end of his sermon where he had the, the earth and, and the sun and all this. And he was talking about that. And I was like, wow. I mean, those are things that I, you know, you never really think about. Yeah, dude, he's incredible, man. Pastor Jay Stewart, if we ever do some guests, I'd love to try and get him on. But he's – yeah, man, he was just talking about the 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 hand of God, dude, and how powerful God is. And, and you know, the fear of God is is how we're supposed to be uh, – you know, he, he read out of Exodus 31, I believe, it, yeah, is what we were touching base on. And, and just talking about, you know, when Moses was up on the mountain and, and the people started getting kind of in a frenzy and went to Aaron and – uh you know, we're wigging out. Who, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And they made this golden calf and, and it's just, you know, they forgot to just go to God, dude. Um, so anyway, we won't get sidetracked here. But yeah. Check it out. All right. So uh, we have decided that we're going to start doing a study out of the book of Acts. And, uh, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, you got uh, the preview and kind of uh, a little bit of a, a a starter version of, of what we were going to be doing on the podcast uh, from here until the Lord leads. Otherwise, uh, you know, it might be six months. It might be six years before we finish the book of Acts. You never know. But we're just going to begin at uh, at chapter one and verse one of Acts. And uh, Chad, uh, if you want to go ahead and take it from there, brother. I sure will, man. So everybody tuning in tonight. Yeah. Or tuning in today or whatever. Grab your grab your Bibles, your devices, and we're just going to kind of read. We're going to go from, uh, you know, Acts 1 and hit verse 1 through 8 and just let it roll from there, man. But we're... So my Bible is the ESV version. Um, anyway, verse 1, in the first book, O Theopolis, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. Until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy spirit. Not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father is fixed by his own authority. And here we are in verse eight, which is, you know, our base for today, but you will receive power when the Holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem 
and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That's that's man. That's powerful stuff, and and so many don't don't grab a hold of this. I love what he says up here in verse uh, four. Um, well, verse four and five, but but he says he says, "Do not leave Jerusalem mm-hmm. until the promise, which is the Holy Spirit, has come." He's he's telling them. Don't go out preaching. Don't go out uh, trying to do your ministry. Don't do anything until the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Right, right. And then, you know, the, it's kind of a lesson for us to, to kind of instruct. Dude, when you read the Bible, literally, uh, I pick up so many things. And it's, it's the guidance of the Holy Spirit that I allow to just guide me through the words you know, cause it is the living, breathing word of God. And, and it says, you know, you know, mentioned, you mentioned verse four and I got some notes here in my, my Bible. And it says the Holy spirit is mentioned in the book of Acts more than 50 times. Um, and, and it also says any attempted work of the church is doomed to failure without the spirit. So it That's makes cool. me think that without the spirit, he's saying right here, like you just said, do not depart. Don't go anywhere until the spirit falls upon you because without that spirit, Jesus knew when he was telling his disciples, you cannot do anything because obviously Jesus was leaving the earth. He was ascending into heaven, um, you know, to sit at the right hand of the father. And, and these disciples, I'm sure if you read the word, they were they were scared. They were hiding behind doors. They were like, what are we going to do? You know, our Messiah is gone or whatnot. But little did they know that the, the Holy Spirit was coming upon them to help guide them, you know, help them minister practically. And so, dude, without without him, like we're completely lost. Well, definitely. And, you know, something that and I'm not trying to be mean, uh, but there's so many today uh, who have just came out of high school or whatever. And they thought, you know, uh, I think being a, a pastor or a minister would be a good vocation for me. And so they go through a ministry school. And a, a lot of times they go through a, uh, I don't really know what to call them, but, but basically it's just a, a intellectual knowledge school, you know, uh, and it, it's not teaching the working of the Holy Spirit, not teaching how the Spirit leads us and guides us. And, and these people go through these, uh, go through these seminaries, uh, never being led of God to become a pastor, but they just thought it would be a good career. And so they go into this and they come out and they go start pastoring or ministering to people. And they're doing it by an intellectual head knowledge and not by the power of the Holy spirit. And that's exactly what Jesus was telling them not to do. He's saying, wait until the Holy spirit comes upon you before you go out trying to minister to anybody else. Yeah. I've heard my pastor say it before, dude, like you can have all, I, I get a chance to pick Dr. Brown, you know, Dr. Michael Brown's brain all the time. And, and he says it and Dr. Michael Brown's forgotten more than I'll probably ever know. But he goes, you, you can have all the head knowledge in the world, but if you don't have any heart knowledge of God yes. and that relationship with God and the Holy spirit, then you're completely lost. And it's so true, man, that like, you know, to me, reading this first part of Acts here, Jesus is instructing them, don't do anything until I tell you, until 
the Holy Spirit comes upon you because like I said, without him, dude, we, we, we have nothing. We have no guidance. How do you think these, these, they ministered? And he says in verse three, uh, it says he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus gave them proof of who he was, not only why he walked with them for those three, three and a half years that he was on earth with them, but he, um, he gave them the proof as he came back and said, Hey, here, touch the wounds in my hand, you know, touch my side where the spear pierced me. Um, you know, I am the Messiah. I am Jesus. And, uh, it's just, dude, you know, it's, it's amazing to think that we, uh, I wrote this as well. The same Holy spirit that changed and filled Peter and John and, uh, all of these believers who came to know Christ in the book of Acts is the same spirit that lives in us. It's not some different spirit, some 2000 years ago or whatnot, dude, we got the same Holy spirit living in us. And that amazes me. Yeah. Well, Romans eight eleven says that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in your mortal body. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's plain as day. Um, and a lot of times we don't have a lot of teaching on the Holy spirit. There's been, there, there's some, uh, churches, denominations who don't mention him at all. Uh, right. and, and then there's some who a lot of people feel is just weird. And, and, and so, so many have, you know, I was, I was talking to you the other day and telling you, you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't hardly hear anything about the Holy spirit except for, you know, Hey, he's part of the Trinity. And, uh, but that was basically it. I didn't really, I don't recall learning anything about the sanctification process and the Holy spirit, uh, teaching us and leading us, guiding us on a daily basis. I I don't remember. Uh, and I'm, I'm not, saying that it wasn't ever taught, but I'm just saying it was never anything that really stuck out in my mind. You know, for me as a, as a a teenager, I went to the altar and had, had my religious experience. Um, but it was kind of one of those things where it was taught you, you repeat this prayer and you get water baptized and then you just be a good church member and pay your tithes the rest of your life. Uh, it, It was not about, uh, cultivating that relationship with Jesus and, and, and being sanctified on a daily basis by the Holy spirit growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord every day. Right. And I'm dude, I'm, you know, you mentioned that I'm so thankful that I grew up in, you know, a Pentecostal church, uh, Bethlehem church of God in Eichard, North Carolina, you know, this church. And I mentioned it to you, my grandfather helped kind of build, uh, in, in the fifties and did tent revivals. and even at an early age of going, I don't know whether I was 13 or 14, I was saved when I was 17, going with my dad, um, my grandmother, and just feeling this different presence in this, in, in this building that maybe 120, 130 people max. Mm-hmm. But as a kid going, man, something feels different in this place. Then, and I don't know what it is. Cause at the time I didn't jump in the Bible. Hey, what is this? You know, but when I can always remember that there was just some kind of presence hovering over this church, over the congregation. And it's just like my church today, me and my wife walked into the church and, and she were worshiping and um, she whispers to me, she goes, I feel the spirit today. And mm-hmm. I was like, I do too. And you literally, it's like, man, it's just, I love it. I love that presence 
of the spirit in my life. Cause I know that, you know, um, he's leading me, man, you know, and it's, it's something that my, my goal, bro, like we talked about a week ago is with this podcast, uh, just to pour into people to where they, if they don't know much about the spirit or all their church life, they've, they've not been taught about it. Maybe they're like, Oh, I really need to dive into this because you start reading the book of Acts. You mentioned Romans. There's so many verses in Romans. And then throughout the whole New Testament, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, leading and guiding and the same Holy Spirit that lived in these disciples, John and Peter and Paul and all of them. Dude, we got the same Holy Spirit. We just got to tap into it. You know what I mean? We got to allow him to just uh, lead us and guide us. Yeah. And, and and jumping a little bit ahead, not not going to jump all the way to Acts ten, but Acts ten thirty eight uh, says that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit uh, to go about doing good and, and healing those who were sick. So, and and that's something that a lot of people don't don't grasp. Um, if you go to, I believe it's Philippians two, it talks about how Jesus. Uh, you know, he left the kingdom and came to earth and he laid aside uh, his deity. You know, he 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 was 100 percent God and 100 percent man, but he laid aside his working as God while he was here on this earth. And he operated as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in the same manner as us. That's good, man. That's we good, we are anointed with the same, the, the same Holy Spirit that God anointed Jesus with to do his work on earth is the same Holy Spirit that, that comes into us whenever we're born again. Right, right. And you can feel it. You can feel a difference. And, and you know, he stands by us in every detail uh, in life, whether I remember, you know, just to touch base, you touch a little bit on my testimony of, when I was drinking, when I was, you know, addicted to pills years ago. And and I remember waking up and, you know, in the mornings after those, whatever drunken stupors I call it and just feeling this conviction, man, you know, like I said, I was saved at 17 and then in the twenties, I kind of ran on my own, but feeling this conviction. So he's, he stands by us in every detail, like during my sin, he was there. I, I, I could feel the presence of God, even in my, my stupid times in my twenties, just, but, and I look at it now and I'm so thankful for that because it led me back to the path where I am now, it led me back to pursuing God, pursuing that relationship with the spirit and, 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 you know, making my relationship with Jesus, right. Leading my daughter, leading my wife, uh, and just, you know, do things like that. And <clears throat> knowing that, um, he chose me. So, you know, I always talk about, uh, when I speak to, to a lot of youth groups to talk about Jesus chose his disciples, like he chose who he was going to walk with. You know, he handpicked these, these 12 disciples. And I'm so thankful that I could sit here and say that, that, that the Holy spirit chose me, you know what I mean? Uh, because dude, without him, it's just like, you know, what do we do? What do we do? We're living in a life of sin or we're lost. And, and uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's mind, mind blowing how, how amazing and how good God is. Right. And, and you said something very important. You know, I mentioned when I was 14, I had that religious experience. And and for, you know, the next 12 years, I thought I was saved because I repeated a prayer and was water baptized. Yeah. You said you got saved at 17 and then all through uh, your 20s and 
you know, you were living in sin, but you had that conviction and you hated your sin. See, you know, that's what Paul talks about in Romans chapter seven. And he says, the thing that I'm doing, I hate. And, and so you hated your sin. Me, on the other hand, uh, I said that prayer at 14 and then, you know, lived like hell until 26 and thought I was going to heaven. Uh, and, and I, but, and I would kind of do the same thing, but mine was never a conviction to truly change. Mine was just out after the party and the, the, the womanizing and, and, and everything, you know, I would lay down in the hotels at night and, and be like, uh, uh, Lord, forgive me, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just simply because I wanted to be washed from that sin that that day kind of like going to a confessional you know yeah 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 uh it was never anything about me really hating my sin i loved the wannabe superstar lifestyle that i was living i loved partying it up with my buddies on the road i loved uh all of the garbage that comes along with that so i never truly wanted to change and i never hated my sin I just wanted to, I just wanted to try to say, Lord, forgive me. That way uh, it made me feel like, well, uh, you know, you, you've wiped your sins for today clean, but that's not, that's not the case. Uh, the Bible don't just say ask forgiveness. The Bible actually says to repent. And that word repent in the Greek is metanoia. And it's mm-hmm. where we get, our English word metamorphosis. So you think about, you think about the, uh, the caterpillar and he goes into a cocoon and then he breaks out of the cocoon and becomes a butterfly. And that is what repent means. That's, that's what the word repentance means. It means to change, to morph into something completely different. I said a prayer but I never had conviction to truly change. I just wanted to try to make sure or make myself feel better about the sins that I'd committed and try to say, okay, God, you know, if I die in my sleep, hopefully I'm coming up there with you because I said, Lord, forgive me. But I continued daily going back to the same thing. I never had a desire to change. I just kept going to the same thing. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. And that's the difference. That's our stories. That's where the difference is. You had the conviction to change and you hated your sin. I, on the other hand, just said, Lord, forgive me because I didn't want to go to hell. Right. And it's, you know, it's common. I mean, even in, I had the conviction, but I, I would never do that. There's moments I can sit here and say too, like I'm same as you, where I would go to God, like he was a vending machine or as my pastor put it this morning, <laughs> a cosmic bartender where I picked <laughs> I, I would pick up the Bible and I go, Ooh, I don't really like that scripture. Cause it doesn't pertain to, you know, how I want to live my life. He called him a cosmic. He goes, we go to God. Like he's a cosmic bartender. I never heard that before. <laughs> he goes, you get a concoction of scriptures that you think you want to live by, or you think that, um, you know, whatever is going to make you holier than thou. And, you, but then you see other parts of scripture, for instance, for me, it's like, um, you know, first John two, chapter or first, yeah, first John two, 18 through 20, I believe where it talks about the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Here I was, um, lust of the flesh. I, you know, wanted this stardom as a pro wrestler. 
I was willing to, to treat people bad. Um, the lust of the eyes, I was, you know, addicted to pornography and all this other garbage. And in the pride of life, I started to think I was better than even my father. And I've told my father this, like I, my dad worked two, three jobs when I was a kid and here I was pro wrestler or whatnot. And I'm like, Oh, I'm better than my dad, you know, and all this, but like the, the enemy uses that stuff, man. But I didn't like that kind of scripture because it was like, it was convicting me and it was putting me in my place. You know what I mean? Right. So we have to remember that like, even in your situation, even in my situation and whoever's listening, whatever they're going through, the Holy spirit stands with us in our sin. He stands with us in our family. He stands with us in our ministries. Like he's not going to leave your side. If he's convicting you, I am want to just tell you, pursue him. Yes. It's never listen. Like, Man, if you if you dive into the disciples and who they were, Peter was a hothead, messed up all the time, questioned God. I mean, when Jesus goes, get behind me, Satan, to one of your his own disciples, like, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, you're not that bad. You're not Saul who killed and murdered Christians and became, you know, one of the greatest apostles there was. Yeah. Um, it's just that's the loving, amazing, you know, just grace we talk about, but that Holy Spirit that just lives in us all, man, it, that, you know, just, you have to listen to it. And the older I'll be, I'm 39 today, we're shooting this a different day, but you know, it, it's taken me many, many years to just sit back and learn. And, and every day, dude, I have to, I have to check myself. The Holy spirit checks me and goes, listen, that, you know, that's your old self. Mm -hmm. You have to die to that self daily. I have to pick up that cross daily and continue to pursue after, you know, the Holy spirit can't use him as a cosmic bartender. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have to go to him as the, that, that breath of life that lives in me. You know, I always use Luke nine twenty three. the, you know, Jesus says, if any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself. That's the first thing he says, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. So, we have to die to ourself and our own desires, our own wants uh, daily. So it, it's, it's about, it's about us, you know, whether we get up and, and say it out of our mouth, uh, you know, physically, or if it's just a mental thing, we got to get up every day and decide I'm trusting in Jesus and his finished work on the cross it's not about me. It's not about my talents, my abilities, my willpower, any of that stuff. I cannot do it. If I could, Jesus wouldn't have had to do what he did to take our place and, and, and go to the cross. So that's what it's all about. It's all about, and I believe, you know, we've talked about it. We might've talked about it on the, the, uh, the first podcast we did together, but it's all about submission, submitting, to the the will of the Holy Spirit instead of yours. Amen. And dude, I'll say, I know we're bouncing back and forth with scriptures. <laughs> this is what's going to happen when you let God just kind of lead the conversation. But John 15, Jesus talks about the true vine and he talks about abiding in him. Mm -hmm. You know, he abides in the father. We must abide in him or we cannot bear fruit. Um, and I got a little note and it says branches cannot bear fruit independent of the vine. And the fundamental truth of being a Christian is that one must be connected or abide in Jesus. We must be connected 
to the Holy Spirit, allowing him to to um, guide us, to be our advocate, uh, to be our coach. You know, we really have to. And and as a Christian or as someone listening right now who's interested in Jesus or interested in the Holy Spirit or scriptures, he says it in John 15, abide, 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 abide in me. And, you know, you can't bear fruit without me. And it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit, man. And, um, you know, we just have to have that. We have to trust in him and rely on him and everything we do. Exactly. So we, we kind of, we kind of started this thing with, you know, kind of trying to explain who is the Holy Spirit for, for those who, who don't know the Holy Spirit is God, God, there's God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit, the first mention of him was in Genesis one, two, uh, where it says the spirit of God hovered over the earth. Um, and, and, you know, then you have in uh, Genesis one twenty six God saying, let us make man in our image. Uh, so who was he talking to? Okay. Uh, and when, uh, you know, so much about the Holy Spirit, Jesus spent so much of the, the end of his ministry with his disciples talking and teaching about the Holy Spirit. So he's very important. And, and mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, I'm not going to read every one of them, but just to throw some verses out for the listeners to go and, and read up on, uh, John 14, 16 and 17, he is, he's the spirit of truth. Uh, John 14, 26, he's the helper. He's the teacher. He reminds us of Jesus's words. John 15, 26 He's the spirit of truth. He comes from the father and testifies of Jesus. Uh, there's John 16, seven, and then John 16, 12 through 15. Uh, but Jesus spent an awful lot of time teaching about the Holy spirit in the end of his ministry and preparing his disciples, uh, for the Holy spirit who would come. And it's important for, for listeners to understand well, for all of us to understand that under the old covenant, the Holy Spirit could come upon someone and perform a work. Mm-hmm. And, and you can tell me if, if, if you're on the same, uh, same place with, with this as I am after I, after I finish this or not, we've never actually talked about it, but, uh, but if, if we differ, that's fine. But, from what I understand, Old Covenant, uh, he would come upon the prophets or the, the, the different people and let them perform a work, but he would not abide. But after the cross, that opened up the door for us to become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And now... Every true born again believer at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit comes into them to live forever. Are you, yes. are you in the same? Yes, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that because literally before you started talking about that, I started to think about the uh, some readings I'd done the other day, man. And I, and I need to start writing things down. My brain goes all over the place. But it was talking about the Old Testament times where God would, <clears throat> I guess, select kind of who 
he would pour his spirit into who he would guide. So David, for instance, David was this man that seeked after God. And, um, you know, there was moments where God would pour his spirit into a certain uh, prophet or whatnot, but then they would sin against him and he would pour, he would pull that spirit from them. Mm-hmm. But then you mentioned Jesus when Jesus died on the cross and it, it, it tore that veil. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It, it gave Jesus died so that, we could have the spirit amongst us, like amongst every believer, as you mentioned, when you're saved, you give your life to Jesus. And so I totally agree with everything you're saying. And for, for me, it's like with Jesus dying on that cross, knowing that the spirit is, is poured into me, you know, we, we know that we can go as it talks about in verse eight of acts, um, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria to the end of the birth ends of the earth. He's given us that power to go proclaim the gospel. You know what I mean? We, 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 we can have that Holy spirit in us. So totally agree, man, uh, with what you're saying and understand. So we're on the same page with that. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I there's we talked about this. There's so much that we could just continue and continue and continue, uh, and we will. But uh, absolutely, I don't know, man. Uh, should we should we go on a little bit, or or do you think uh, you think we should should wrap this episode up and and save more for next week? Yeah, dude, let's, you know what? I got one thing and I mentioned to you before we went on, I'm reading a book. Um, you know, anybody who's interested out there, it's called Holy Spirit Revelation and Revolution. And it's from Reinhardt Bonnke. I may be slaughtering that name, but it's, he, I was reading it today and really our basis of touching on the book of Acts, Casey and I have come together about is because the Holy Spirit is, seems to be, and, and I'm not pointing fingers, but in churches today, uh, and his book speaks about it, some kind of something that's forgotten, not something, someone who is forgotten about, mm-hmm. you know, it's all, you know, uh, feel good messages and stuff like that. But we have to remember that the Holy spirit, man, without the Holy spirit, to me, a church is dry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, in this book, it says the book of acts teaches us total dependence on the Holy spirit. And I wrote this down and, and, and before I read this and, and I put the book of acts is about receiving the Holy spirit. And in verse eight, Jesus gave us our mission. Uh, so we can kind of touch on this tonight and end or whatnot, but we have three things that, you know, verse eight, I wrote down, it's our power. So leading us and living in us, guiding us, you know, the Holy spirit, our purpose. He reminds us of our purpose that we need Jesus, that we're to share the gospel and our plan. And that's to share the gospel to the ends of the earth, to wherever we can go, wherever God calls you, whether it's a mission, whether it's being a pastor, whether it's for me being a pro wrestler and in a, in a locker room, you know, where, where I can let my light shine, you know what I mean? So yeah. <clears throat> I mean, focus tonight. Yeah. I don't want to get into too long because we got, we got many, many things left to say. And we, we say we'd kind of end on verse eight, but just really um, knowing that we are called to be witnesses for Jesus Christ and without the spirit, dude, like, you know, Casey, I spoke to you about this, I guess, a couple, maybe a couple weeks ago, or maybe even when I did the podcast before about, <clears throat> I guess, three months ago, it really started to go, man, I really, you know, I don't, I started questioning myself. I don't think I've ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I don't think I, 
you know, does the spirit live in me? And so I started seeking this man. I started going after this, pursuing the spirit, pursuing God a little more. And it's like, literally God slapped me as I'm reading the Bible, as I'm reading his word and all these verses are jumping out at me. And you mentioned Romans eight. Uh, I'm going to pull it up real quick. You, you talked about verse 11. While I looked at verse nine, it says you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, mm. I started realizing and God, the spirit started speaking to me that the spirit was already in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, I just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just, I get saved at 17. I was baptized, you know, and then I had to pursue after, you know, finding the Holy spirit or asking him to come into my life. Like, dude, he was already there. So that was a learning experience for me. So, you know, if you're listening at night and you're like, <clears throat> I don't know if I've been baptized in the Holy spirit. I don't know if the Holy spirit lives in me. No, he does. And if you start reading scripture, you start reading through the book of Acts, you'll see that, you know, once Jesus, like we talked about a minute ago, gave his life on that cross and that veil was torn, that spirit, it, it drops right into you, man. It's there to guide you. And uh, so it was just kind of an epiphany for me, I guess, where God was like, hey, hey, I'm right here, man. You just got to you got to seek me. You got to pursue me every morning. Um, don't use me as a vending machine. You know, here I am ready to just love you, have a relationship with you and then just guide you along life. Right. Uh, and I think some teachings can confuse people, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because, uh, I'm not sure how it was when you grew up, but I know that, uh, once I got around, uh, once I actually got saved at 26 and I started going around some of the more Pentecostal churches, a lot of the teachings to me, it sounded like they were saying, okay, uh, you know, you're saved, but until you until, you know, you're baptized with the spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues, then you don't have the Holy spirit. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that was kind of confusing to me and it it can be confusing to others. But like you said, uh, when you're born again, the Holy spirit comes to live in you. And, 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 and the baptism with the Holy spirit is just, uh, basically what baptism means being immersed in the spirit, allowing the spirit to have full control. It's, you know, uh, miracle signs, wonders, the gifts of the spirit, those things can come, but those things are not the Holy spirit. Those things are, those things are things that are produced by the Holy spirit, but it's not. And and I always tell people, uh, you know, Paul says in first Corinthians 14, uh, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. So yes, we should desire everything that God has for us, but, uh, we should never pursue the gift over the gift giver. Mm -hmm. We, we should never uh, we should never want, uh, y- you know, all the gifts that it talks about in first Corinthians 12. We should never want those things just to puff us up. We, we should, we should want Jesus. And when we pursue after Jesus, then he pours those things in. And, and it's, it's like first Corinthians 12 talks about it's the spirit that gives us these gifts. It's not something that, 
that we can work for or labor for. We just dive in and go after Jesus and the Holy Spirit distributes as he wills. And I, I think that can be confusing to some people. It can. And it can. for me, man, I've mentioned it before. It's just, you know, you talk about diving into the scripture, you know, seeking after Jesus, have that relationship with Jesus. My mind races like no other. So for me, it's having to figure out how I can shut my mind off because the Bible talks. Sometimes I think God is, is you know, tells me <laughs> when I'm praying and where I'm babbling or whatever. He, I think sometimes he tells me, hey, Chad, shut up and just let me speak. And there's time. And it's so hard for me, man, to just be quiet because I'm constantly on the go. I'm constantly near my cell phone or emails or whatnot. But if I can give advice and I'm giving it to myself, just like when I do my daily videos, I half the time I'm preaching to myself. It is just try and quiet your mind. You know what I mean? Because he has that still small voice that he's going to be whispering into our ears. And that's the spirit, man. That's the spirit. And, and you can feel it. If you just quiet yourself and get along with him, whether, whether you, you know, I'm a father of a four-year-old who is loud and rowdy. My house is a wreck. It's got, we got six animals running around, man. And so when do I find quiet time? It's getting up, you know, you and I talk about getting up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. It's just a quiet house, man, sitting at my coffee table or whatever, and just pursuing after God. It's daily, daily relationships. So whatever you're going through right now, if I can encourage you with anything, it's just, man, listen. Just get be still and listen and allow the Holy Spirit to just speak into your life because it's dude, it's it's been life changing for me. And I hate that it took me till I was 39 to figure it out. But you know what? You know, I'm way better off now than I was in my twenties still. Yeah. Well, that's 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 the beauty of of living this Christian walk. I tell people all the time, if your Christianity is boring, you ain't doing it right because you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. We were talking about it the other day. There's so much in the word of God that we don't know. And when you keep digging and digging and digging, the Holy Spirit just keeps revealing and revealing and revealing. And I believe Mm -hmm. he did it that way so that we would keep seeking. You know, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Uh, Knock and it will be open to you. Uh, What was the other one? Yeah. Seeking, you will find all that. Yeah. 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 And, and, and when you look at that in the Greek, it's saying continually seek, continually mm-hmm. knock, you know? And, and so uh, that's what we got to get. We, we got to have that relationship. We got to be led by the spirit and, and let him, let him lead us in the word and in our relationship, man. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll try not to keep rambling on because I got so many ideas. I keep spitting. I, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> the same yeah. way. No, it's okay. So, I mean, we got, I'm, I'm glad we're able to, to start picking this apart and going at the book of Acts, but just, uh, yeah, man, let's just keep at it. And, 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 you know, next time we'll, we'll kind of pick back up where we left off and just allow the spirit to, to lead us and guide us. And, um, Hope everybody has a great, blessed week, and you enjoy this first full episode of Wrestling for the Faith. I got the name right this time. (laughs) That's it. That's That's it. it. All right, guys. Uh, If you have any prayer requests or questions, Mm -hmm. you can email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. You can follow Chad on Twitter and Instagram. That's all Jackson Riker WWE, correct? 
That's right. Yes. And then uh, my Twitter and I finally jumped on the Instagram bandwagon at real Casey cage. So uh, we'll see you over to the hole. Yeah. You dove into the hole. I, I, yes. I did it. I did it. I don't know how, I don't know how much I'll, I'll use it, but, uh, I, I did it, but, uh, Good. all right, guys, God bless you. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to wrestling for the faith. We encourage you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.